0: Log Talk Radio.
1: We've had the best football picks for a decade, and we ain't stopping now. Live from the IMLD home studios, in its 10th season, this is In Much Less Detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Now your host, Jay Andre. Welcome in. That was supposed to be the Kings of Non-Sequitur Open, but sometimes Blog Talk Radio doesn't do what it's supposed to do. Oh, well. You know what this is. This is Kings of Non-Sequitur, the off-season version of In Much Less detailed a podcast, here with you live on a Sunday night, March the 5th, 2023. I'm Dre. He's Jay. Uh, we're supposed to have Dave, the movie expert, on. He's been trying to get in. Uh, it was not successful before. Dave, can you hear us? Uh, we still can't hear Dave He might have to call in on the phone I remember we had this problem uh, last year Maybe the year before as well That uh, his connection through the computer Doesn't seem to work So he usually has to call in on the phone uh, But Jay is here We've been uh, I, I did hear his voice So we didn't get a chance to chat before the show But I do know he is there So Jay, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing great uh, That This little break that we take after the football season Get that washed out of our system Is finally over um, you know, this snuck up on us because football ends so late. This gap used to be so much longer between the end of football and our Oscars preview. So we'll we'll get to it. And Then we got you know March badness, What two weeks?
0: Uh,
1: it's supposed to be next week, but we'll uh, we'll, we'll have to talk about that because that doesn't look like that's gonna uh, that's gonna come off. Uh Dave, can you can you hear us now? No, he keeps trying this, to come in. This
2: does feel like deja vu. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. That's, I, I don't know why the computer way of getting on doesn't work for some people. We we got to figure it out. You, uh, I assume you're on. Um, I don't know why. I Assume you're on Chrome. I'm on Chrome. What are you on, uh, Jay? Uh Chrome. Okay, uh, you, so we both use Chrome, and we both get in uh, just fine using that link. Dave got in. Um, I'm seeing his name up here, but we can't hear him at all. Um, so it might be the browser he's using, it might be his computer, it might be his headphones. Might you know there, there's troubleshooting that has to go on when it comes to that. But uh, Dave, yeah. I would suggest if you can hear us, to just call in uh, on the phone line. It's
2: take it's taken us over ten years to get it right, and we still and we still and don't always get it right. I
1: was just about to say, and sometimes we still don't get it right. Um, so I'm going to text. But we we uh, need Dave, uh, you know? but
2: we need uh, Dave the movie expert on here because we're here to talk about the Oscars, and he watches the movies so that we don't have to.
1: Exactly. Um, And uh, I I will definitely have to thank him for watching them uh, with a a whole week before the Oscars uh, comes on the air. So very briefly, for those of you who might be confused, this gap is shorter because football keeps getting longer and longer, but also uh, because we're doing this a whole week before the Oscars, which is usually uh, we usually do the Oscars preview show the weekend of the Oscars themselves. But we can't do it. Uh, the weekend of the Oscars, because the Oscars takes place next Sunday, and next Sunday I will not be in the country. So that's why we are going on uh, with this show as early as we are. Uh, but Dave uh, seemed to have no problem watching uh, the movies and getting ready for the show earlier than normal. So very, very uh, happy that he did that. i uh, have to see how many of these movies uh, that he actually saw, um, if we can ever get in contact with him. Uh, he's, he's been trying. He's been trying on that computer. Uh, he tried that three times, and all three times I didn't hear a thing uh, when I asked for him. So, uh, pre- patiently waiting for him to, uh, I guess, get the hint and call in on the on the phone because this uh, the computer isn't working, uh, unfortunately. Yeah.
2: So, so what, what's what's been going on uh, in your deck of the woods? I know you've texted me a few times about uh, a, a baseball uh, spring training, which I've actually watched zero of so far. Yeah again i'm just not mentally in a baseball mo- even though it's going on i'm just not there
1: <laughs> now that's early too right They'd, spring training usually doesn't yeah. get going with games this early in uh, it, it, they were playing last weekend in february right uh, never mind this weekend uh, but this is one of those years where they have the world baseball classic so they're getting things fired up a lot earlier than normal uh, yes. and they're about to break off and and have that thing uh, thing starting next weekend uh, yeah, my baseball um, opinion basically is those bases look like pizza uh, uh, pizza boxes, and they look absolutely ridiculous. And never mind the whole pitch count thing and all that garbage. Uh, we'll we'll talk more about that uh, later on. Dave is calling in on the phone now, so Dave. hopefully everything is working out. Dave, can you hear us? Yes. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, we got you now. Thankfully. All thank right. You for, uh, thank you for joining us. It's always uh, uh, an issue with that computer link. Uh, don't know, don't know why that's always a problem, but uh, we do always wind up getting you on the phone, so this is very familiar. Um, what um, browser, by chance, do you use when you try to come in on the computer?
3: So I was just, well, last year it worked fine. On the same computer, I was using Chrome last year. I'm using Chrome this year.
0: Oh,
1: okay.
3: Um, yeah, that's weird. But it's... It, it might know.
1: not be anything on your part. It, blog Talk Radio was kind <clears> of <throat> janky like that, and sometimes it works just perfectly fine. And then sometimes, as Jay and I can tell you, it'll just drop in the middle of the of the conversation for no reason. Or it'll give Jay a completely right. black screen or something crazy yeah, like that.
2: That was a new one. It took 10 <laughs> years for that one to happen. Yeah, just middle of the show, the screen goes completely black. And just our <laughs> show page. Just our show page. You know, I had other uh, tabs open. Those were fine, our, but yeah. our show just black.
1: And before that, we had an incident where I lost him, so I thought he had dropped completely off the show, but if you yeah. listen back to the show, he was still there. I just couldn't hear him. So I, I'm talking, he's talking, we're both talking, uh, and neither one of us can hear the other, and it was, it was, it was crazy. So that, that's blog talk radio. Sometimes it's a clusterfuck, but that's you know that's how it goes. But we got you on the phone. You sound fine on the phone, so everything is going to work out uh, just fine for the remainder of the show. So, uh, once again, very glad to have you here. Very thankful that you uh, knocked this out earlier than normal because the Oscars are next weekend, but I won't be in uh, in the country next weekend. Um, so, okay. out, of curi- out of curiosity, how many of the ten of Oscar-nominated uh, movies for Best Picture did you get to see?
3: I saw – well, I saw nine, but then I saw Avatar – uh, in and out, I, I got a bootleg copy and it was very sketchy. I won't even credit as being having seen it. Okay.
1: So <laughs> nine and a half movies uh, out of the ten, uh, which is very yes. good.
3: Uh, which
1: is uh, again nine and a half more than me or Jay have seen. So that's why uh, we have you, the, the movie expert, on for the Oscars preview, uh, because you watch the movies uh, that we don't see, which is all of them. But uh, as always, I do watch all the trailers, so I give you my little uh, yeah. opinion of. Uh, the two- or uh, three-minute version of the movie, and I give you my opinions of uh, what those movies seem like just from the trailers, so I will uh, do that as
2: usual uh, this year. Well, Uh, I I will say that Dave has eight-and-a-half movies more than me because I did see Maverick.
3: Okay. Oh, okay.
2: Which I did not expect to be nominated for Best Picture, but... (laughs) I was yeah. um, there it is it's on the list we are in we are three years past uh the start of covid now coming up on that three-year anniversary of all the the shutdowns and I, I, this movie was in the can i believe since 2020 really uh yeah uh top gun was supposed to come out that summer of covid um, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the posters were all up, everything was ready, and that movie was that just tells you the state of Hollywood now, you know, clearing this backlog and and it was a big money maker, and it was you know one of those big crowd pleasing money maker type films. And now having ten movies up for Best Picture, I think it makes it easier for them to put in some name recognition films versus art pieces. Ten art pieces isn't gonna get it done anymore.
1: No. um, So this is very interesting because I also have the Rotten Tomato scores for all the movies, the fan score and the critic score. I also have the Vegas Insider Odds for for the major awards. uh, So Best Picture, uh, Actor, Actress, Director, all that. Uh, So what makes it interesting to me is your comment, Jay, about you didn't expect Top Gun Maverick to be nominated for Best Picture because – that would, in my mind, I, I immediately went to the critic score to see. Well, this must have been one of the lower rated ones. This is probably the highest rated combined score of all the movies of all ten movies. Wow. Top Gun Maverick got the highest uh, ninety nine for fan rating, and got a ninety six <coughs> in critics. So yeah. by that it's measure, it's a good movie. Was, oh,
2: yeah, good but that's movie, but it's
1: that's more than it's, good. It's, that's like yeah, you know, all time right there.
2: But it's 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 basically just a reskinned version of the original movie. And but there's a whole lot of you know. But it it it's got that feel good nostalgic thing to it, you know. And the way that that algorithm works for Rotten Tomatoes is, it's it's good or bad, right? So basically, a ninety six percent just means that ninety six percent of the people thought it was positive. And it is.
0: that's That's a
2: lot. I, I was just shocked uh, to see that it was, and, and Dave agrees. So the movie expert agrees with me on this one. Um, okay, <laughs> I, I'd be shocked if it won. But,
1: okay, um, yeah, uh, it's 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 there's a clear prohibitive favorite. We'll get to uh, in a minute, uh, but as far as the also runs, it's right it's right there. It's about uh, the third or fourth uh, option as far as Vegas Insider plus twenty nine hundred for Top Gun Maverick. Um, and my little thumb, thumbnail sketch of it, 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 it's tough to beat the visual, the visuals of a Navy fighter pilot movie, right? It, it looks amazing, uh, on the trailer, uh, and they get to tell a, a story, that I guess, that ties back to the original from the eighties with, uh, Tom Cruise, uh, Maverick coming in to, to now be the trainer and the, the leader yeah. of some new pilots and whatnot. Uh, uh great movie. I heard is is really good. The original top gun, I've, I've never seen it. Uh, I, I know everyone else <laughs> in the world has, uh, that, okay, Dave, uh, uh, hit me. It, uh, you didn't think it was going to be that great uh, as far as being nominated for Best Picture either, uh, so how how good really is it?
3: I mean, it's a good film, um, you know, but when I think Top Gun, I kind of put it in the same area of Marvel film. I love Marvel films. I'm a diehard Marvel fan, but I never expect them to get nominated. Right. <laughs> They're a money grab. They're a money grab um, and that's an easy win at the box office. So for it to be nominated for best picture is like I can't imagine a movie of that caliber being a money grab. And then the, there's a you know I mean, Iceman comes comes into the scene real quick, very briefly. Uh, I thought that was sort of gratuitous. I could see why he needed to be there, but uh, only as a salute to Val Kilmer, not to the character. So <laughs>
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, we talked about this before that this is a new uh relatively new uh, decision of nominating 10 movies or nine movies every year instead of five. So this is one of those movies that there's no way in hell, if it was back to the old days where they only nam- nominated five movies for best picture, there's no way this would be one of the five. No, no. Okay. All right. Uh, I I kind of got that vibe when I was watching like uh, you know, the, the the nostalgia and the, uh, the throwback to everything and, and Tom Cruise walking in, trying to look as young as he did back in 1987 or whenever this movie was made. And he's like, okay, come right. on, let's, let's, let's get real here. Yeah. Um, so that, that's pretty much what I figured about Top Gun. But I was just stunned when, when Jay first said, well, I wouldn't expect it to be nominated. And I looked down at the critic score and it, it says 96. And I'm like, wait a yeah. minute. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: but I, what I'm, I will say, a beautiful looking movie um, and yeah. I, I did a, pre- a lot of the a lot of the aerial work in the movie was done practically, which I appreciate in, in, a, in a, you know, in the day when you have movies that are, you know, like Avatar, you know, which is also nominated, which is, you know, that movie is probably 98 percent CG. Right. And, uh, it, it, you know, there was a little bit of that in Maverick, but uh, most of that was done practically. And it's it is a gorgeous film. I will give it that.
1: So, yeah, 96 mm.
2: is actually the highest. It's tied with
1: another movie for highest critic score. I just, it, to me, I guess, I'm such a logical, I guess, thinking person. I would think if it's that highly rated critically that it's got to be a favorite to to win the Oscar. Um, and then I look at some of the other, I, uh, to your point, Jason, uh, either good or bad. It's not really, you know, a whole bunch of 90s and, and maybe a little bit, in the high 80s it's pretty much like they're all 90s except for let's see one two three are down in the 70s there's no in between it's either uh really highly uh acclaimed or it's like eh can take it or leave it uh, but uh as far as the like i said the combined score of fans and critics that's pretty much uh the top one no, nobody's gonna beat top gun no. for for highest combined score Uh, so you mentioned, uh, Avatar, the way of water, which is another sequel to yet another movie that I hear is really, really good. Uh, the, the weird looking blue people are back. I I, I never saw the first one. I'm I'm totally lost as far as the plot. I'm not even going to pretend like I I could possibly, uh, follow what they were trying to uh, put down there. Of course, it looks visually stunning just like the, the first one did. I'm sure. Uh, only a 76 critic score, 92 for the fans, a uh, very prohibitive underdog plus 10,000 uh, lowest odds on the board to to win the Oscar. Uh, Dave, uh, is this another one that's pretty much a money grab that you know is going to
3: be a moneymaker, but there's no way it's actually going to win Best Picture?
1: Um, not
3: as, not, I wouldn't put it in the same category as Top Gun. There is a lot of uh, meaning to that film, and I understand James Cameron wants to make a series of it. Um, and it has a strong message, a really good story, but, uh, no, I, I don't, I, I suspect it will not win this year.
2: I, you know, he's not taking those odds.
1: No, I'm not taking those odds. <laughs> but the first, did the first one win? No, no. Oh, okay. No.
3: I know it was nominated. Yes, it was nominated. Uh, I think Hurt Locker won that year. Because oh, I remember Hurt Locker's director was the ex-wife of James Cameron, and I was brooding for her because I really don't like James Cameron. <laughs> and I remember she won, and I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Anyway, yeah, Hurt Locker won that year. <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, the, the, what is the story, anyway? For, for a complete novice like me that's never seen either one of them, exactly what, what is the deal with the, the weird-looking blue people?
3: It's, uh, you know, it's... It, to me, it was very much the same story from the first one, um, except the battles are on water. Um, so, the, But the story from the first one was Earthlings go to this planet where the blue people are, Pangea, I forgot the name of the planet, um, and they, they're there to mine the most valuable resource in the universe, or the, the galaxy, which is unobtainium, um, which grows in the soil under the trees, and the trees are the most valuable resource to the, to the natives. So, of course, the earthlings want to uproot the trees, and blue people don't want that to happen. Um, Anyway, and this film is an extension. I'm surprised they got so many characters back, but they did. They got, uh, I can't think of his name, Sam. What is his name? Sam Moivin, I can't think of his name. Anyway, uh, the guy who plays the lead. Anyway.
2: Yeah. Basically, Dre, it's Dances with Wolves in Space. Yes.
1: Uh, That clears up nothing for me because I didn't see that either, but okay. I, I appreciate that.
2: Well, if you see one, don't bother seeing yeah. the other.
1: Got it. Okay. <laughs> Do you forget who you're talking to? The man who basically has never seen any of these great movies ever. Like, I, I saw Purple Rain and Bachelor Party. That's about it.
2: I cannot um, equate Aphidar to either one of those.
1: Uh, what about Showgirls? I saw Showgirls. I've uh, <laughs> seen that a few times. I don't think that got nominated either. Um <laughs> The uh, let's get to the uh, the elephant in the room the uh, prohibitive favorite everything everywhere all at once minus seven fifty to win the Oscars ninety five critic score eighty eight fan score uh, fantastical looking movie uh, that has one little Asian woman unknowingly being the key to solving the problems of the entire multiverse I, I, it, it looks really fun they uh, uh, what uh, uh, it, it looks like a sort of a whirlwind, uh, two hour, two and a half hour, whatever it is sort of mind fuck of, of crazy special effects and fighting. There's some, uh, karate Kung Fu looking stuff in there. Um, uh, it, it, I'm I'm sure it looks like fun. Uh, how fun is it? And, and is it actually a satisfying like uh conclusion to the movie after
3: all of that? It is. You really have to get past, um, I tried watching. I, I, I was dying to see this movie back in May. I, I started hearing buzz of it in May, and I didn't get to it till September. Um, and at the time, I was trying to watch it with my mother, who she could not sit through the first 20 minutes. Um, and the first 20 minutes is the part that makes the most amount of sense. It lays the land of this woman who's about to enter the multiverse. Um, once you get to the multiverse, you lose track of where things are going, but yeah. I might. So anyway, um, but you. Uh, I might give the movie a second watch just so that I could grasp the plot. But for the most part, the the story is you could become. The the moral of the story is you could be the best self you could possibly be. You have all the decisions in the world to do it. You know, time is really an illusion and um, there is no such thing as mistakes and uh, you could go back on your regrets and this is like it's a very mixture of very meta Um, sounds like it she has a yeah she has a she has a clashing relationship with her daughter who's like in her mid 20s and Universe where this is taking place. The daughter is lesbian. She is she isn't approving, um, and in the multiverse, her daughter becomes a supervillain. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, uh, but it isn't as many special effects as you would think. Like everything is practically done. It's just rapidly changing. Like uh, Michelle Yao is. Uh, She's literally, you could, there's scenes where she's changing clothes. Like you're going through her different incarnations within a few seconds of screen right. time. You're seeing like a dozen of them in five seconds. So it's like yeah. really, really, they flash, but you could see mm-hmm. how they film that is all she did is change clothes, put on different makeup, take a picture, next shot, you know, change right. clothes, different makeup, take a picture. Um, um, James Hong, who has been around since the fifties, is one of the stars of the film plays the grandfather, he still doesn't know what the movie's about. He's still walking around doing Kimmel and he was on SAG Awards last week saying, I still don't know what this movie's about. He's ninety four years old. I mean, that almost
1: cinches it that it's gonna win Best Picture when the entire when the cast doesn't even know what the hell the thing's about. <laughs> like uh, that, that, I think that shows uh, it up. up. I think they love that shit. They oh, this is so it's meta. It's uh you really have to open your mind and figure things out and and there's no right or wrong answer. This is uh, uh, this is exactly what the academy loves. This is, this is perfect for them. Yeah. It's like a uh, like an Aaron Rodgers uh, uh drug hallucination movie. This is perfect. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I I, I saw the, the trailer, I saw the main character with like you know, three or four different uh faces where she's, you know, sitting here or sitting there and it's and but they're all saying it's all her and she's all and she's saying the same thing like, What's going on? all at the same time. So yeah, I I see how it's uh creatively filmed and I and I see that it's practically film it's not a whole lot of special effects but you know clearly some of those fighting scenes are are uh oh yeah got some cgi uh, assistance in there certainly uh but it looks like a lot of fun um I, I may uh have to check that out uh sometime in the future uh jay did you have any uh opinions of, of any of these other movies yeah, we know uh, you saw top gun maverick
2: no and and the only one actually everything everywhere all at once is probably the only other movie that I really knew anything about other than avatar and uh maverick because that that actually that's that falls into more of the you know that's that's more of a genre film it's more you know more of that that's a little bit more like sci fi a little bit more heady uh so that's another surprising choice. Uh, to to be something that you see go up for Best Picture, something that really would fall into that sort of genre filmmaking, and to be nominated for Best Picture. But I I will caution you that if you ever uh, meet Michelle Yeoh, uh, don't call her a a little Asian woman. She'll she'll beat your ass.
1: (laughs) I would never call a little Asian woman a little Asian woman to her face. I'm (laughs) I'm a little smarter than that.
2: Like like Um, one of the like, you know, action you know like from 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 asia from from that part of the world she's like you know royalty for for action so
1: i see um i i apologize i did not know her her lofty standing yeah um, watch watch yourself
2: then then go watch uh like crouching tiger hidden dragon or one of those movies
1: I swear I was just about to ask uh, Dave to compare this movie to Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which is another movie I never saw, but I remember from back when it came out that a lot of people were raving about it, and even Jay was raving about it and telling me that I really I, needed, I needed actually, to
2: watch that. I actually thought that should have won Best Picture the year it came out.
1: So is this about the the same thing, a lot of uh, uh, physical action surrounding
3: like a, a, a different kind of story? It is, obviously, yeah, it's a different kind of story. Um, If you like, you know, there isn't as much fighting as there is. um, Yeah, there's obviously more fighting in Crouching Tiger. Um, I'm trying to think of the similarities besides having Michelle Yao in both films. Um, But uh, I can't find any (laughs) No, I okay.
2: yeah, I was I was given more of a of a reference there versus a. a plot oh yes. Reference.
3: yes, yeah. Okay. So if he wants
2: more of a if he wants more of a of a of a plot reference, just just go watch like Doctor Strange or something. Oh
0: okay. yeah. good, yes.
2: You know, go watch Multiverse yes. of Madness or the, yes. the. Multiverse thing has been huge. You've had, you have had the Spider Man. Uh, twice they've done it twice now with Spider Man. One in an animated form, and then with uh, No Way yes. Home, and then they yes. did it, which which all which was both of those were great. So if you need a, all if you need an introduction to all this multiverse stuff, Dre, just just watch the way that Marvel does it because they've been at this for a while, which was interesting yep. that we've got we had this movie dealing with multiverses not that long after we just had, had the Doctor Strange multiverse movie and Spider Man No Way Home, so. You know, this is, this is like when we get Volcano and uh, Dante's Peak, you know, Dante's the same year. Final, yeah.
3: or yeah, yeah, Dante's Peak,
2: yeah. <laughs> you know, or we get, uh, oh, God, we get the two asteroid movies a month apart uh, back in the 90s. So it's just crazy that in this probably six-month, nine-month period, we get all these multiverse movies. Um, and then you get one of those three nominated for Best Picture
1: so was that where they were sort of backlog like you were talking about with covid and they maybe should have been uh, spaced out a little better
2: <laughs> don't know,
1: hmm. don't know. Okay.
2: Cause they were i don't think they were like direct competition i don't think that was uh, like we got when we got some of those other movies where we had the you know the killer comet movies and then the volcano movies these things are all coming out like you know 90 days apart that right. felt more intentional back when that happened not sure but this was a lot of the same plot device in a short period of time.
1: That maybe this is just where the movies are headed. Maybe they're, they're, like, there's going to be uh scream 17 in the multiverse uh, down in the future. I don't know. Uh, let's get to the only other movie on the best picture list that any of us had ever heard of probably uh, before it came out, which is the Elvis, uh biopic. Um, uh, plus 8,000 to win Best Picture uh, 94 fan score Only 77 on the critics uh, From the trailer, what I'll say Is this as a Prince fan I only hope his life story Gets this much gloss and sheen And polish <coughs> the, the trailer makes Elvis look like a complete Hero and Tom Hanks Colonel Parker, it just looks nauseating he, he just looks like a disgusting animal That uh, nobody would ever want Anything to, to do with Um, But overall, besides that, uh, how was the uh, Elvis movie,
3: Dave? Um, I had no interest in seeing the Elvis movie. Uh, (laughs) I know the story. Um, Having said that, it was kind of like the Williams sisters movie last year where I was enthralled. I was hooked probably 10 minutes in, and I'm glad I saw it. I haven't seen it the second time but uh, I'm glad I saw it. And I saw it before it was getting gaining Oscar buzz. So um yeah, I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. Um, there was a lot in there that they covered about his career and his management that I had no idea. I didn't know the Colonel was keeping him from going overseas. I was like, wow, if if he had just done that, like the Beatles, he would have even gotten bigger, you know. Hmm.
1: Can't imagine him bigger than he already was.
3: Yeah. No, really.
1: Yeah. Uh, We have a lot of Elvis uh, stuff down here, obviously in in Memphis where I live now. Um, There's a lot about this movie. It was all over the place. It was huge. Um, it, It was very eerie that, Felt like thirty seconds after this movie came out, uh, his daughter uh, drops dead. So uh, rest in peace to uh, Lisa Marie. Um, But yeah, just uh, everything around Memphis uh, about this movie is just um, and and it plays to the uh, to the sort of the racial split of the city as well, because uh, basically uh, the Caucasians in the city love it and think it's a great movie, and the uh, darker Skin people in the city are like, uh they glossed over a lot. They really didn't uh cover a lot of the, the stuff that maybe makes Elvis not such a hero to uh so many of us uh the in, in in different communities. Um Jay did you hear anything about this Elvis movie up there where you where you were or was this sort of uh, concentrated I it, to Memphis?
2: I knew it came out. Uh I knew yeah. it was a thing. You know, this this and we had we had an Elvis movie, we had a Marilyn Monroe movie you know we had all that uh what these couple years ago or last year we get the we had the Freddie Mercury movie so we're, we're really into the, the we're into these music biopics now and or, or you know that of that era you know and, and it, it, it's a thing I, I don't know why we needed it um but hey there it is you know, apparently the guy who played Elvis did, did all, all of his own singing, which is a big thing now. And they can sell some soundtrack albums, but obviously it wasn't a huge hit because I don't. We're not just getting Elvis, you know, yeah. fever everywhere and rammed down our throats. So I think anybody who already knew the story didn't need to know it again. And I, I, it, I and I don't think this resonates uh, with, with with the kids today. So I, I don't know where the audience is for this movie. Clearly but I, older than us, and I don't know if this appeals to the masses. Yeah,
0: I,
1: and I know it didn't appeal to me, uh, but I'm, I've had my fill of Elvis for a long time, but that's just me. Uh, you live
0: in Memphis?
1: I, I, uh, well, even before I got here. Because I tell you, you, you remember uh, when I told you about uh, you know talking to a, a lady <laughs> in Memphis when I first uh, – was that a sneeze? Well, that's –
3: No, that was a cough. I'm
1: coughing. Oh, okay. I have a little chest cold. Go ahead. Oh, sorry about that. Um, When I when I first told you Jay that that I met met a lady in Memphis and I'm talking to her online, I I told you the only thing I know about Memphis was Elvis. So I was you know I I was over Elvis a long time ago, and I was afraid that when I got here, when I first flew down here to meet her, that the whole city would just be all Elvis all the time. There'd be Elvis impersonators on the corners, and uh, it would just be all about Elvis. (laughs) It's not like that at all. Um, thank God. Uh, so I, I certainly have my fill of Elvis uh, long before I got here. But the music, the the musical biopic genre is actually one that I, I probably watch that more than any other genre. Not that I watch a lot of movies, but uh, I think about uh, the Ray Charles movie, which is one of my all time favorites. Um, I think about the Johnny Cash movie that I saw back when it came out, whatever how many years ago that was, uh, which was very good. Uh, it's it's great when it's done uh, in a in a way that uh, that is believable. You know that it doesn't leave people going, oh, they they left out this, they left out that, they glossed over this, they didn't talk about that. That's when it loses uh, credibility. Um, I, I think the Freddie Mercury movie got some of that blowback, if I recall. I did see. Uh, the the Freddie Mercury movie, um, and but I'm not that familiar with the with, with the story of Queen. I don't know all of the the intricate details about them or about his his life besides you know him being gay. Um, but I, I thought it was pretty good. But a, a lot of people uh, I was reading uh, had an opinion that it wasn't uh, uh, fully fleshed out and that they would left out some parts. Yeah, they played I, a little.
2: You... Apparently, the word on that was they were a little fast and loose with the details or of the timelines and. Mm-hmm. I remember that at the time, that even the people yeah, that, who made the movie were like, well, you know, we got to make a movie here too.
1: <laughs> it's a movie, you know. It's not right. going to be one hundred percent factual. But that—that's where it gets in trouble is when they, when they, when they're not. You can you can be fast and loose, but you can't just completely get things wrong and get things out of order chron- chronologically. And you can't right. leave out very uh, important things, even though you know it, you, you don't you don't have that much time. You can't cover everything. I understand that. Um, so yeah, I probably won't be watching the Elvis movie, but I'll admit that it, uh, looked more interesting on the trailer than I thought it would. So at least it has that going for you. Um, all these other movies remaining are basically the, uh, the art house, uh, uh, for your consideration movies that we usually get nominated. Um, so we'll see, uh, if, uh, Dave thinks anything special about any of these, uh, the Men struck me, uh, uh, because, um, uh 92 critic score 83 fan score plus 2900 uh, on the on the board. Uh the Fableman struck me because it's a movie about a boy who loves movies so much that he makes movies. And it's like good god. Uh this, Yeah, this, I
2: mean it's the Hollywood that's the Hollywood circle yeah, movie and we know how much is. they love those.
1: Uh It um, absolutely is. No doubt about that. Um, Dave, Dave, is this uh, Spielberg's life story? I know he directed it. I thought I may have read that. Is this yeah. basically
3: his his life story. It's his life story. Yeah, it's yeah. it's based on his. It's also he he drew from his own documentary that he has on HBO. Um, a lot of it I did not know about him, but it is it is literally his life story as a, as a youth. Not it uses the real story of his parents. Their divorce um he in the movie the, the child has three sisters in real life he has three sisters um yeah, um I could see why he wouldn't want to name it the Spielbergs <laughs> Spielberg being a home you know a a home you know name that everybody knows yeah, yeah household name, yep household name so um but he may as well but yeah him. Jesus. Yeah, so uh, it was one of my favorites of the ones that came out because there was so much I didn't know about him. You could, say it. You could see where he drew inspiration for films like E.T. and Schindler's List. Um, and after I saw The Fablemans, I watched a breakdown of his blocking uh, and of his framing, the style of framing he does in his film, and how he frames shots and... I was just fascinated uh with his I was fascinated by watching other people analyze his his framing and how he mm-hmm. framed jaws and especially the mayor and um yeah so I I highly recommended it to my nephew who's uh who's a filmmaker himself in LA so
0: Okay
3: Yeah um.
1: Yeah, I guess I'll say if anyone should make a movie of, of Steven Spielberg's life story, it should be Steven Spielberg. So I guess I understand that.
2: <laughs> I, I yeah. myself, I'd just go, rather go back and just watch, like, his best movies.
1: <laughs> just actually watch the movies,
2: right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd rather just go watch Jaws or, you know, Close Encounters of the Third Kind or E.T. <clears throat> e. or – you know, Schindler's list. I just, the, the list is very long. I'd rather just go watch those movies and en- enjoy the craft. Uh I, I don't know if this movie was not for me. I will say that.
1: But for uh, an actual movie lover like Dave or an actual filmmaker like uh little uh-huh. Davey, um uh, yeah, this probably is uh, very uh, very high up there. So yeah, I, I get that. Um and and by the way, I already texted you, Dave, but uh Davey, congratulations on uh, becoming
3: a father. Um, yes, yes. He named his his child after a very well known movie character. He sure did. Uh, lay it on us. Yeah. Anakin Ace Flores.
2: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> How about it? The chosen one.
1: That is a movie lover right there. <laughs> Man.
2: Just just make sure you get the high ground, kid. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know what? I don't even know what that means, and I'm still
0: going
3: <laughs> to give you props. For hey, her. hey! I'm, I'm well,
0: sure
3: that's you a very know where Anakin, I, I don't want to touch on this too much, but do you know where Anakin comes from? The name, Dre? I do not. I mean, I, no, I know about okay. Star Wars. Okay, it's a Star Wars name, yeah. Anakin was Darth Vader's name before he became Darth Vader. And okay. at in his battle with Obi-Wan, yeah, he loses his legs when Obi-Wan says, I have the high ground. Oh. Okay. Yeah. And it can like, uh. we'll see about that. And then, boom. Z- z- yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yes, yeah, oh. the
0: ultimate <laughs> fuck around Hold my the Watch right this. there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh,
1: all right. Moving on from there. Uh, uh, Let's go to Tar, which is uh, definitely a, a four-year consideration performance by a very intense Kate Blanchett uh, who plays a successful orchestra conductor who is facing challenges in and around herself. Uh, it's got a 91 critic score but only 73 on the fan score, uh, plus 6,500 on the odds. Uh, and, Dave, you know what? I, this reminded me of a movie that I saw. I actually saw a movie that reminded me uh of I I don't see very many movies but I, I do see some here and there and I only saw it like a year or two ago even though it came out uh maybe a decade ago. Uh but it gave me that black swan vibe. I remember uh, Natalie Portman uh with going crazy and with so many things happening uh, as she tried to become the best ballerina that you couldn't tell what she what she was actually going through and what she was imagining because she was going out of her mind. So uh, Tar sort of gave me that sort of uh, vibe to that. Is that what's what's going on here? Um.
3: Yeah, Tar has the pace and the drama you could find from Black Swan. Um, the most amazing thing about Tar is it addresses cancel culture. Huh. She's, a, she's a very well-established, big-name uh, conductor for the German orchestra in Berlin. Uh, this is apparently, I did not know this, but it's apparently the most prized position to hold in music. Um, and she has a, a former assistant who starts spilling the beans on how abusive she can be and manipulative. Um, they touch on this. They go through a couple people. Like they bring up Beethoven and one of the characters in the movie, very young, like 19-something um, student, I think at Juilliard, who challenges. Beethoven's music because he's a cis male and he says I, I have trouble identifying any music done by cis males who identify as straight and I was like and she says that is so arrogant of you and of course I agreed with her
0: <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. and so um, somebody is recording that conversation in class they chop it up they make her seem like a very rude person they take it completely out of t- context posted on the internet she loses her job um, wow. yeah and it really addresses the perspective of the blamer or the victim or the artist who is being cancelled or being accused um, it really turns it on its head it really is sort of a mind fuck it really you know, like, I remember when Kevin Spacey thing came out, and I remember the only thing he did was it was an accusation that he had groped a 14-year-old boy. That's all mm-hmm. I knew at the time. And they and they mm-hmm. canceled him from House of Cards. I don't know what came about that. I don't really care. Um, but I remember thinking to myself, that's unfortunate, that, it, that a simple accusation has that power. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Tar is worth seeing, you know. Like if you if you can get past the drama and the pace of a Black Swan like movie, you know it's worth it to see. Uh, one of my friends in San Diego is a violinist in an orchestra. I wrote him immediately. Uh, I haven't heard back from him. I said you have to see Tar because he is a big he he has a huge opinions about cancel culture, and I'm like. <clears throat> And he nope. he's on the he's on the attacking side of cancel culture. He's the one who's like, yeah, Kevin Spacey should lose his job. And I'm like, yeah, take a look at Tar. <laughs>
1: um, if he's in so, an orchestra and he's that uh, hard for cancel culture, he probably has seen Tar uh, several times by now. I would think. I imagine, yeah. <laughs> Seems sounds like right Some up his alley, but but yeah, I, I kind of popped when you mentioned that it's sort of about cancel culture, just because I'm taking a a college class in in rhetoric, and we're about to cover, uh, we just covered cancel culture, actually, uh, this past week, and the way that some people use the term, and others use the same term and the same words, and and they're meaning the exact opposite thing. They're talking about the same thing, and they're using the same phrases, and they're trying to have the exact opposite uh, uh, things happen, uh, which is very fascinating. Um, and we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll cover uh, critical race theory next week when I get back from uh, from Columbus to yeah. be even even more interesting um, yeah but yeah uh, the Black Swan comp just came from the trailer, which makes it seem like Kate Blanchett is like half imagining some of the things that's happening to her and it's not actually happening uh and so wh- how you're describing it is, is it's more of a, a reality based uh, straightforward movie, but the accusations being made sort of make things uh, a mind and make it seem like some things are what uh, are not what they're supposed to be or, or not what they're being portrayed. Which, uh, yeah, I think we can all kind of use that lesson.
3: Yeah, like you see, a, you see her her relationship with her partner change over time um, based on w- what the audience doesn't know yet like what's happened in the past before the start of the film. Um, she got with her partner in a position of promoting advancement for both of them and music and success and, you know, financial success. Um, so they, so they got together because they liked each other, but they also used each other for financial success. Hmm. Uh, her partner was first chair violinist in the orchestra, and I don't think she would have gotten there if it hadn't been for the conductor. But anyway, and then you see, there's jealousy. There's a new cellist, a new cellist that that uh, joins the orchestra, and Kate Blanchett's character becomes
1: obsessed with her.
3: You know, anyway.
1: That's definitely the Black Swan-like with the the newbie coming along and turning the apple cart over there. And showgirls. Yeah. yeah. How about it? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, and (laughs) (laughs)
2: showgirls. I didn't think you were going to get a showgirl comp tonight, but there you go, Dre. This is right in your wheelhouse.
1: (laughs) You you made it work.
2: You you made it work.
1: Um, And I will love Gina Gershon until the day I die. Uh, Anyway... (laughs) So that's a movie with a bunch of women talking. There's also a movie nominated, then entitled "Women Talking,"
0: which is
1: uh, kind of on the nose, is it not? Um, "Women Talking" uh, 91 critic score, 80 fan score, plus 10,000 on the Vegas Insider, so it's got no chance. Uh, the title alone should strike fear in most men because when women talk, we're usually in deep doo doo. Uh, so this one is. <laughs> Uh, it's a very serious movie. I, I shouldn't joke about it. Very serious about what choice uh, women have uh, in a religious uh, colony when uh, apparently a bunch of uh, sexual assaults uh, from outside men and boys uh, start taking place. Uh, it, it's uh, it seems like a lot of talking, uh, but th- obviously some action involved there. Uh, uh, this one is, it, it feels like it would be a tough watch, uh, Dave. If you if you have any sensitivity. Uh, to, to women being in, in physical peril like that. It, it feels like it would be uh, really tough to sit through.
3: Um, the movie is mostly – the movie takes off with the women talking about being raped or molested or, uh, yeah, molested or raped in their sleep. Um, oh. Some of the attacks happen. actually. Actually, all the attacks they show – happen in their sleep, and they don't show the actual facts. Well, then why don't they, they, they call this
2: women sleeping? <laughs> <laughs> so
1: women shouldn't be sleeping. Apparently oh, yeah, yeah. Attacked.
2: Wake up. You call, wake up. <laughs>
1: no, that sounds too um, much like wolf. we can't do that.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah.
3: Um, but uh, the movie does open with them talking, and 95% of the movie is them talking about it. They're in the barn, they're talking. That's all they're doing is talking about uh, the choices they should make. This is like an Amish community. And this is like an Amish community of women. Now imagine this, Jason, that these women, some women of this community have been raped, and one woman in particular is childbearing with, with being single, not knowing who the father is. And now they're faced with the decision on whether or not to forgive the men, trust in their faith, and forgive, or to leave. Now imagine you're in an Amish community and you just leave. Where the frick can you go? <laughs> I, I I put myself in their shoes and I was like, I, I when I left Chicago, I, I I knew I could go to my sisters. You know, but so when you're Amish, where do you go?
0: <laughs> well,
3: Anyway, everybody you know is in the community, and you're leaving with them, or you're leaving those assholes behind. So, anyway,
1: you can go to Vegas and try for showgirls. I could tie it all back together.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's shocking to me that I never heard about this movie, and uh, (laughs) this is still not on my list of movies to see.
1: I could hear the sarcasm in his voice uh, from here. Um, Yeah, Uh, no, uh, no
3: surprise. Yeah, go ahead, Dre
1: no that that is quite the um the the quandary that you the the way that they the, the way that they put it in the trailer and the way that you put it like uh if you break away from the people hurting you and you don't know anyone else then what what the hell are you gonna do um yeah that that's that's frightening um but, so the, but it really is just women talking uh, after, uh, after everything goes down. It's really them just talking out the how long is that movie?
3: If it's them just talking out this whole thing? Uh, I don't know what the runtime is. Let I me mean, look at it, up, but the, it goes by really quick because you're so, you're so intrigued. you are totally captivated by their conversation, because you actually are wondering, you know, obviously you empathize with these women. Um, And the flashbacks to them waking up and discovering they've been uh, sexually assaulted is very brief, but, you know, obviously powerful. Um, It kind of gives them a stronger voice in the barn. Like you, you understand, like this woman needs to speak up. Um, uh, I could not stop. I watched it with my mother. She said, why is this not going to win for best picture? And I said, Trust me, it isn't going to win. <laughs> 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 I mean, I because I the entire
2: need, academy
1: isn't women. That's why.
2: Yeah, we just need to make a, like a Law and Order Amish, CS, you know, SVU. Yeah.
3: Now runtime is an hour forty-four. It goes by oh. in a flash. Wow. It really does. So. Um, it goes by in no time at all because uh, you were you so because they start out every woman in the community who's like over the age of 14 has to make a vote and they start out the, the, the movie with a vote. They, okay. So the offenses have already been done. They already had a brief conversation. The camera starts rolling and now they vote. Uh, and the vote is they flee, they stay and fight or they c- forgive and continue on living with the men. And, um, most of the vote is for leaving, and then of course the elders of the of the community are giving reasons why they should stay. And if we're fleeing, are we are we still do we still have forgiveness in our hearts if if we leave? And anyway, are we carrying are are we carrying these offenses on the road if we don't forgive, etc. Anyway. <coughs> That, that has to be
1: well written. I, I, I'm I'll get canceled uh, for saying this, but that's fine. Um, it would have to be very well written and engrossing uh, to have an hour forty four of women talking. I'm sorry, that's
0: I,
2: I
1: <laughs> can't imagine. That's uh, but but it, I'm, but I'm sure it is. It's nominated for best picture, so there's got to be something well, I mean, going for hey, it. Hey, how many
2: seasons was Sex in the City on air? Come on,
1: that wouldn't have lasted very long if it was just talking. That would have been... Then, um, there's also women fucking in that. Movie.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you haven't
1: watched too many episodes of Sex in the City without saying you haven't watched too many Because that wasn't a lot of women talking. That was a lot of Samantha opening and, uh, <laughs> uh, and, and the others uh, doing some of the same, not, not nearly as much as Samantha. Um, I, I know way too much about Sex in the City thanks to my uh, now wife.
2: Wow! Uh, ah, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, blame the wife.
1: I, I didn't watch that shit before her. Come on. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that that will be a new show for sure. Uh, in the Amish community, the women don't have any idea what sex is yet they've experienced it anyway, and they need to decide how they handle it. In These their are sleep,
2: their stories, no less.
3: Yeah, yeah. no sleep. Yeah. And they've been drugged. That's another. Okay, I was about to say. So this
2: is like Deshaun Watson or Cosby or somebody rolled into town, or Darren Sharper rolled into town. You know. You didn't say.
1: You didn't say the drug part. You didn't say it was a Bill Cosby biopic, but. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 (laughs) All
1: (laughs) right. Now we're going all Uh, the way to hell.
2: Now we're getting canceled.
1: Yeah, uh, if, if we weren't already before, uh, now we, we definitely are. So there's another movie, speaking of uh, uh, titles that open uh, a lot to the imagination, Triangle of Sadness. I had no idea what that means, and I still don't actually know what that means. But I got to tell you, this movie of all of the movies' trailers, I want to see this shit. This trailer, this movie looks like an absolute riot. Wait, um, this
2: isn't about the, the 90s bulls?
1: <laughs> triangle about, is bad.
2: It's about, it's about text. Swift. <clears throat>
1: <laughs> Wrong triangle.
2: Different triangle. Oh, okay. Uh,
1: <laughs> all, all the Bulls' opponents were very sad, but the Bulls yes. were very happy. Um, I, I actually don't know what that reference is still, but the trailer is awesome, even though this is one of the lower-rated uh, movies as far as Rotten Tomatoes. 72 critics score, 70 fan score. Uh, but I still want to see it. it. It's a bunch of rich people on a luxury yacht who get bounced around that the boat gets shipwrecked. Um, and it looks like sort of a wicked story of how little money really matters, because you can be as rich as fuck. And if you're stranded on an island uh, and, and survive, and you're basically in, a, in an episode of Survivor and fighting for your life, it doesn't matter how rich you are at that point. So uh, who you are as a person and how you treat people is what actually winds up mattering more uh, when it gets down to something like that. Um so try and go sad at first. Dave, explain to me what the hell the title uh, reference is, um, and then tell me is the movie as uh, sort of a wild so send-up. Like, uh, is this
2: like Gilligan's Island, except everyone's the rich guy?
1: A
3: three-hour tour. <laughs> um, it's like Gilligan's Island, except... Half of the people, it's basically the top 1% financially secure people. And then yeah. the, the other half are the wait staff on the, the ship help. that survive. Yeah, <laughs> the, the help. help. Yes. yes, the help. Um, and then, the, anyway, so uh, the triangle of sadness, it starts off in a modeling class. And not even a modeling class. It's like a modeling audition. It's for male models there's a bunch of shirtless men standing in a room modeling and the guy putting on the audition, the guy who's in charge, tells them, no scowling. I don't, no scowling. I don't want to see that in your triangle of sadness. And he's talking about this, this center point in your face that's right between your eyes, slightly uh, on your, the bridge of your nose. That's what he's talking about. If you take a triangle with your (laughs) fingers and form it and put it up to your face, that's uh-huh. what he's talking about. I don't okay. want to see any trying. He says something like, "I don't want to see any scowling, uh, any furrowing of the brow, in your triangle of sadness." So, uh,
1: modeling class is something I have missed in my experience. So I, I didn't know, know anything about that. So
2: okay.
3: Uh, and I have to touch on this. In from that modeling class, one of the models goes on a date with a female model. So it's a male model, female date, female model on a date. And at the end of the date, well, they've known each other a while. Um, She automatically expects him to pay. And he says, well, you make more money than I do. And she says, yeah, but I didn't know you would just expect me to pay. He's like, no, I expect you to chip in. And they have this argument that goes on for maybe 20 minutes in the movie. Um, It's not a back and forth. It's more like a standoffish, cold shoulder kind of argument. Um, But that then they go on the ship. The two of them go on the ship. Woody Harrelson's the captain. He doesn't make an appearance until like till half the movie, and he's only in it for like 15 minutes. Um, But it is really about the top 1% getting their comeuppance on the ship and once they shipwreck.
1: Yeah, it
0: really reminded
1: me like a. Go ahead. I could tell that it's basically a, a about rich people and how they suck because of the trailer, uh, Jay. Because they made sure in the trailer that the people that you saw suffering were were the rich people. Uh, they that you know the old ladies in the girdles are bouncing around and throwing up and getting bounced and and uh you you don't see too much of the help getting bounced like that because that doesn't uh, that's going to garner too much sympathy, but they want. They, they really want you to see the one percent sort of getting taken down many notches because uh, it doesn't matter how expensive the wine is if you're getting thrown or, or around the boat and throwing up everywhere. So that's what they were really focusing on. You, you can tell that's what yeah. the movie's
2: about.
3: Yeah, um, the, it's a dark comedy. Uh, the humor oh, I, is.
2: I I have I just picked up on the comedy
3: part here. <laughs> It reminded me of uh, Terry Gilliam art from Monty Python of like fat rumps, you know, like fat asses, yeah. you know, like cooked uh, with a lot of collagen, you know, um, just reminded me of that kind of art. Because there's one scene where this woman's in her bathing suit, and, of course, it's a flesh-colored bathing suit. She's at top of the 1%. The ship is swaying side to side. She slips on the floor because she pukes. And then she's sliding on the vomit, back and forth, being covered in it, uh, oh in a flesh covered dating suit. It reminded me of, like, a naked, uh, you know, an older, white, naked woman rolling around in her own puke. And she just happens to be a part of the top one, person.
2: That, 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 that does have a, that, that does strike me as very British in its common sense.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I, I could,
3: yeah. I might have to check that out someday. Yeah. One of the top... No, I don't know if she was a top chef. No, I think she was one of the top maids, like one of the maid supervisors, becomes the leader on the island. Um, And uh, it's only because she knows how to... She knows how to catch food and cook food. And so she manipulates the uh, 1% into giving up a little bit of their freedom and making some sacrifices in order to get food to eat.
1: And is that kind of like the the TV show Survivor, which I think I watched the first season and that's about it, but basically like the people who know how to do something are the ones that have uh, an upper hand over the, the sort of – the privileged and the coddled, the people that don't know how to do anything, they're kind of uh, at the whim of yeah. everyone else?
3: Uh, I haven't seen too much Survivor, but if that's how Survivor is, yeah. Uh, the, the know-hows are the powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and right, the,
2: except except on Survivor, having watched uh, multiple seasons of that show. My wife and I used to watch Survivor a lot. The people who actually know what they're doing are the ones that everybody votes off the island. Because those are the, <laughs> people, who obviously, those are the people who would obviously win, and they're all playing for money versus <laughs> yeah. like a real-life scenario where it, no way in hell are you getting rid of the person who can catch the fish and make the mm-hmm. bed, you know, and do mm-hmm. all those things. So in a game show... They actually try to get rid of the strongest people right, um, so it's usually like the weaselly types <laughs> that prosper in that situation where in a real life you know life or death scenario uh no that's not the way it would work out
1: right no that's uh that's a that's a great point it, it, it really I'd, like I said, I'd only watch maybe one season or or the yeah. first two, but yeah you're right the, the ones that don't know how to do much are the the best at conniving and figuring out how to make the ones who yes. can't do something look bad. And so they get them voted off. So yeah, that is right. That really is like real life, isn't it? Uh, so yeah, that movie uh, struck me as probably a, a very sharp send up. Um, but the, you mentioned the mighty Monty Python comps. Uh, that's another hole in, in my resume. I, I'm not familiar with the the Monty Python humor.
2: so oh, It sounds like something do you, I probably do yourself like. a favor. Do yourself a favor. Find yourself some some Monty Python.
1: Yeah, I've always heard good things about it. Again, like like everything else,
2: I heard it's really good. Uh, Got
1: to get our uh, annual war sucks movie uh, out of the way. All Quiet on the Western Front um, is actually, I think, the second pick behind uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, plus, eleven 1, hundred as far as the uh, Vegas odds for it. Uh, 90 score on fans and critics, uh, so uh, uniformity there. Uh, this time set in uh, World War One, uh, as seen through the wide eyes of a 17 year old, looks gray and depressing and deadly. Which, duh, it's about war, so of course it's going to look like that. Um, so, uh, how does it stack up for uh, with all the other recent uh, war is hell type movies that have come out?
3: Um... It's just another war movie to me. It wasn't. Uh, it didn't stand out. You could tell it was World War One from the trenches and the outfits, but um, it didn't really bring anything out in me that I thought was.
2: Didn't we just go through? Well, how long ago was nineteen seventeen? Other than.
3: Um. You know, the other than ninety
2: six years. Uh, yeah. Um. We just had a World War One. Twenty
0: nineteen.
2: Yeah. So there you go. So the answer years. to the question, how long ago was 1917, is four years. It's a trick question.
1: Um, <laughs> wait a minute, I'm confused. Okay. That's a funny. That's a funny sentence. How long <laughs> ago was 1917? <1917 laughs> oh, four years.
0: Huh? Four years. <laughs> four years.
1: <laughs> mm, that's uh, that's funny well, yeah, too. It, to certain segments like, of when, people.
2: When we just this World War One thing is is really creeping back up and then there was uh, oh god it was within the last five years too that we had the the peter jackson movie where he colorized all the old world war one um like home movies you know and and narrated over that and so we've got this world war one resurgence apparently uh coming back now
1: uh, we've had too much Vietnam, we've had too much World War II, or we we, we got we to gotta mine some new things, we're, we're going to World War One now. All right. Uh, so this wasn't anything special to you, Dave.
3: No, um, outside of it being a remake from a 1930 film called All Quiet on the Western Front, it didn't stand out to me. Uh, <laughs> The only thing I liked uh, about then it was. But they would have
2: asked how long ago was 1917, and the answer would have been 13 years. It just shows <laughs> yeah, how 13. crazy everything is now.
3: <laughs> hey hey! <laughs> I don't know, you know. I don't know what possessed the producers of that movie to say, you know, let's do another All Quiet on the Western <laughs> Front. I don't know what. I don't know where that came from, but regardless, uh, they're bankrupt I for
2: ideas in Hollywood. <laughs> What's your...
3: Uh, really? Uh, they're, they're bringing all the villains back. All the old villains. I'm like, freaking Palpatine comes back in Star Wars and...
2: Somehow, anyway. he returned. So,
3: yeah. Stranger Things has the same villain. Anyway. Um,
2: See?
3: So, uh, but what I did like about... Uh, what I did like about it was it brought a very wide-eyed kid... Incredible optimism into World War I to bring him out like completely torn to shreds, losing right. his humanity. He looks, you know, like 15 years older just after a year in battle.
1: Uh, the trailer did a great job of uh, looking like that. It, it did make it look like he was signing up and uh, looking all gung-ho. Uh, to, to bring up a different war um, and then goes into battle and sees everything going on and, and <clears throat> uh, just completely loses all, all hope like very very quickly even in, in, that little, yeah. even in the little two minute trailer yeah all right so so no freshening up of of the uh the remake of all quiet uh on the western front uh to stay uh, across the water, uh, the Banshees of Ennis Sheeran, Um, Did I pronounce that right, or did I uh, did I mess that up? No, I okay. think you pronounced that right. Uh, uh, close enough. Uh, if I mess it up, I apologize. Uh, plus eighteen hundred on the Vegas Insider, ninety six critic score, but only seventy five on the fan score. Um, two Irishmen were friends. One decides they shouldn't be friends anymore. And threatens to cut off his own fingers if the guy keeps trying to talk to him. What? Huh? What? Uh, <laughs> e- explain this to me,
0: Dave.
3: Because this looks really it's weird. It's a, it's a, it's a dark comedy. It really is a dark comedy, <laughs> and the comedy is very dark. Right yeah, it is extremely dark. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, but it is funny. He actually does say those words exactly. You talk to me again, <laughs> I'm cutting off a finger. <laughs> And I'm like, what? And the guy, uh, you know, Colin Farrell's character is like, what? Why would you do that? And he's like, just trust me. You come talk to me again. I'm cutting off a finger. And, of course, the next day, Colin Farrell goes to his house. Why would you say that to me? And the guy goes, (laughs) chop. He cuts off his finger. (laughs) Oh, my god. And it's just Brendan Gleeson trying to tell him, Okay, just don't want to talk to you anymore. I just, you're not a likable guy. You're very boring, and and Colin Farrell just can't get the grip get uh, get a grip on the fact that someone doesn't want to talk to him. Like what? It's it goes. It's hilarious.
0: Um,
3: I, I was just
1: blown away uh, watching the watching the trailer because uh, it, it I saw the uh, sort of description of it. Uh, you know, before I clicked on the trailer, and I'm like, what could make this movie interesting? Uh, uh, two guys are friends, and one decides they don't want to be friends anymore. Like, that's not even remotely. interesting. then I see the trailer, I go, like, what the hell is... Uh, and <laughs> uh, uh, it, it, so it, it's a very dark comedy. Um, I, I don't even... I, I guess it means I'm interested in the movie because the next question I want to ask is how does it get resolved? What's the end? I don't want you to spoil
3: the movie, but
1: I really want to know how kind of it gets movie.
0: resolved.
3: <laughs> yeah. It does find a, they do find a resolution, but. Uh, okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, Jay, you don't have to cut off fingers if you don't want to talk to me anymore. Just tell me, believe me. I'll, I'll, I'll leave you alone. I'll get the message. <laughs>
2: uh, actually, I, I like, I like being intact. I don't think I've ever met any I mean I can't honestly say I've never met anybody that boring, but uh not that I would ever threaten bodily harm on myself if they didn't leave me alone
1: right uh, i I've known several people that I was friends with that I decided I can't be friends with these people anymore uh, but I just told them so I didn't just uh threaten to harm yeah, myself you just kinda you
2: know you just kind of fade away, you know. <laughs>
1: Uh, a couple of them, uh, I I don't know if I ever talked to you about them, Jason. A couple of them, I, I couldn't fade away. I had to tell them, "Look, leave me alone. You're annoying as fuck. I can't take it anymore." Like, I, as well, some people, well, sure. they, they don't they don't get the message. They they just, I mean, you understand. Uh, you, you're friends with me for forty years, so you you know how it is when someone's annoying as hell and doesn't get the message. So. <laughs> but yeah i i actually guess i'm sort of interested. that that's a movie i might watch maybe you know if i'm on my couch 20 years from now with uh, with a back muscle that and i can't move and that I, and i come across it on on demand and maybe i'll i'll click on it and watch it um i bring that up nah, I, that all these,
2: I would tell you watch all these other movies we're recommending you to watch first
1: yeah oh, okay i i'm getting there i'm i been whittling down the, the list but the list is so long of great movies that i've never seen you know what movie i just watched uh a few days ago that the world had, has seen and i never saw and i had some time on my hands so i decided to click on it dave you're gonna freak because you're a, you're a movie lover so of course you see you probably saw this when it came out or whatever but i'd never seen it before i'd never seen Thelma and louise and somehow oh my god yeah, I knew it. That, that's the reaction I get every time when I when I have all these movies that I've never seen. It. And somehow I knew the ending. I don't know how. I, I Everybody got knows
2: the ending. Of the oh, movie. is
1: that is that how? Okay. Yes. So. <laughs> I didn't. I don't know how I knew that they were gonna drive off the cliff, but uh, I, but I knew that before it came. But. Um, but it was just the way they, they built up to it, the way they wrote it. I was just kind of left like, who who wrote this and and why? Like, why did they kiss first? I, I don't, I didn't. That part I didn't quite understand. But that's that's the point, Jay. Is there's a long list for me to get to before I get to everything else? I'm still right. going back for the uh, uh, Dumb. Everyone's seen *Dumb and Well,
2: and if that they had made the that movie now, they would have called it *Women Driving*. <laughs> <laughs> i will tell you, I, I, there's, there's a lot of drivers. As far as why they drove off the cliff,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
1: <clears throat> I don't know if I even want to go there.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll move on from there, and uh, uh, th- th- is, is that all? I think I covered That's all. That's all ten. That's it.
2: That's, That's all ten. So, we... Dave. What you got?
1: Magic question. Best movie in, in Dave's opinion. Who, who do you think is going to win and who do you think should win?
3: Uh, before award season started, I thought it would go to everything, everywhere, all at once. I still think that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. So you are going with the well, – that's the odds-on favorite.
3: Is that right?
1: Oh, definitely. Uh, they're actually minus 750. Man. Oh, Okay. That is uh, big time. That is uh... so.
2: That's your that's your should win will win pick.
3: That's my should should win will win. Yeah. Okay. Of these ten, yeah.
2: Okay. So is this uh, so? Overall, is this a, a weaker field than you imagine,
3: or? Um, I mean, to me, it's, it's almost as if the clear winner is more apparent. Um, okay. I'm sure there was other years where I was like, I have no idea. But, uh, you know, for some obvious reasons, I don't think Top Gun and Elvis will win. Um, If anybody else has a shot, I would think it would be Triangle of Sadness, maybe Women Talking. We know your mother
1: Um, is voting for for Women Talking.
3: Yeah, she loves that movie. Um, (laughs) She loves Frances McDormand, and of course Frances McDormand is a huge voice for human rights and equal pay and all that. So uh, I was no surprise to me to learn she direct, she, uh, produces film.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I love Frances McDormand too. And I saw the the three billboards movie. uh Oh yeah. Oh, really? And yeah, what a great movie that was. Uh, oh my God. Yes. So, so I'm a, I'm a big fan of hers too. Okay. Uh, so the last, uh, 13 minutes of the show uh, to get to the best actor and actress and uh, supporting actor. And we, we don't usually leave that much time anyway, because these are movies that you probably didn't get around to seeing. So there's uh, usually not too much of a, an opinion you can have on these, but sometimes you surprise me, Dave, sometimes you've seen some of these movies. Uh, for instance, the best actor favorite uh, is Brendan Fraser for this movie, the whale. Uh, which has gotten a whole lot of talk ever since it came yeah. out. So, did, did you manage to see the whale? I have not seen the whale yet. Okay.
3: Uh, I just um, saw a, a couple of clips of it yesterday, and it does it does intrigue me. I have no, I have no love or hate for Brendan Fraser, but uh yeah, one. I, mean, I Brendan Fraser
2: is about as like milk toast as you get. I mean, he's been off the radar for so long. Um,
0: yeah,
2: you know, and this is sort of like that comeback story, and every, yeah. So so yes, this is this the favorite Dre? Oh yeah. Okay, yeah, I I get that because every this is that feel good. This is that feel good one. where He gets to get up there and you know give the give the speech, and he he had the comeback role and like role of a lifetime because he got fat with that guy.
1: Right. I don't know anything about the role except he gained a lot of weight for it.
2: Yeah. So. Oh, I thought he was already fat.
1: I don't think it was quite that fat.
2: No, 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 um, no. And I don't think that was all natural. I oh, think you think there was...
1: that's, there's some costuming yeah, yeah. going on? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I thought maybe he did a, a Michael Chiklis and, and got naturally that big. I don't know. Oh, boy. Uh, you know, you can you can get uh, 350 or, or, or 220, whatever <laughs> you want him. Uh, it, it, I say the big favorite. There, there are much bigger favorites, but he's minus 180. It's a two-horse race for Best Actor. Uh, Elvis is plus 120. Uh, Austin Butler. Ah. Okay. Uh, so it's basically those two. Uh, Colin Farrell, uh, we just mentioned. Uh, he's plus 1400. Uh, Paul Mescal for After Sun plus 4100. I don't know anything about that. And Bill Nighy or Nighy for Living is plus 8000. Um, Dave, any, uh, opinions on any of those performances if you
3: saw them or, or if you didn't see them? I have not seen any of them besides Elvis, uh, and the Banshees. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I don't have an opinion on who would win. I, I wouldn't, I would like to see Brendan when, you know, I'd like to see him work again. I hate when actors can't get work, you know?
1: I, I didn't know he couldn't get work, but was that the, was that the issue with him?
3: I don't know. I don't know why we haven't seen him, uh, you know, in, in 15 years. Right. You know? Uh,
1: but he's, he's back. He's back in a, in a big way. And uh, yeah, that seems like the, the sort of, uh, <clears throat> sort of role that wins the Oscar. Like he, he comes back, he's, uh, hasn't, hasn't seen him in a long time and he, Puts on the, the weight or the costume or what have you, and um, seems like a very emotional role. I haven't seen the the trailer for it or anything uh, like that, but seems like he's he's being very emotional and introspective. Uh, so, uh, but I, I think I it sounds like the right thing to do to to have them as the co favorites because if he doesn't win, then they're definitely going to give it to to Elvis. That that definitely was uh, you know him him trying to. Uh, win an Oscar and, and do everything he, he could to, you know, when you when you get handed the opportunity to play Elvis, you're going to go all out. And this, this Austin Butler kid certainly uh, went all out for that. So if Brendan Fraser doesn't get it, they should get they should give it to Elvis. Uh, as much as I, much as that pains for me to 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 admit. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Best Actress is also a two horse race, very close. Um you mentioned Michelle Yao yeah, or Yo. Um that's your house. Yeah, uh, yeah. No. <clears throat> Excuse me, for uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um minus one twenty five, but then Kate Blanchett for Tar is right there at minus one fifteen. So it's gonna be one of those two. Um and the others are uh Andrea Riseboro Riseborough, Riseborough uh, uh for a movie called Two Leslie is plus twenty nine hundred. Michelle Williams uh for the Fablemans uh this plus 3400 that's uh, that's the mom is that is that correct that's correct okay uh and then Anna De Armas for blonde plus 5000 the Marilyn Monroe picture the the only reason I wanted to bring that up uh have not seen the uh trailer for that either but I was looking at all of the Rotten Tomato scores for all of these movies and all of them are in the same ballpark 70s 80s 90s this movie, man, I've never for for a movie that got you know an Oscar nomination. It's not for best picture, but it's for best actress. I don't know if I've ever seen scores that low for for any movie. Blonde got forty two critic score, and worse for fan score thirty two fan oh, score.
0: So there, and that's oh, wow. Movie.
1: how can you be that great of an actress? You get nominated for Best Actress in a movie
2: that pathetic. She's, that she's Andre Dawson on the 87 Cubs. That
1: movie is dead last. That is the last place right. movie of all of these movies, and she is the clear <laughs> star and MVP, apparently,
0: That's
2: of this right. movie. Told you. It's
1: uh, Andre <laughs> Dawson. The last place Chicago Cubs with, uh, with the MVP. Um, so your thoughts on the, uh, the Best Actress?
3: Um, I think I should go to Michelle Yao. All right. Um, I don't have any other thoughts about it. Uh, Michelle Williams is awesome in uh Fableman's. Uh I would put Kate Blanchett at the close second, but I would still think Michelle Yao is gonna win it. She's been acting just as long as Kate, so
1: Yep. Well, uh, that's how the odds read. Uh, basically those two uh won two, no no doubt about that. Uh for best supporting actor, uh Ki Hui Kwan, Everything Everywhere All At Once. Major, major favorite, minus two thousand. Uh, apparently this is his award really? and no one else's. Uh really? Two different that's right. Uh two different the, the next two picks are two <laughs> different supporting actors from Banshee's Avenged Initiary. In- 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 uh Barry Keoghan is plus fourteen hundred and Brendan Gleason plus eighteen hundred. Uh you should get better odds than that if you're cutting off your fingers. I think that's uh, that's Definitely shortchanged (laughs) for the man. Uh, Judd Hirsch uh, in The Fableman, speaking of guys you haven't seen in a while, uh, plus 3,400. And Brian Tyree Henry of a movie called Causeway uh, is plus 4,200. So this is, uh, uh, you've seen uh, four of those performances. Uh, I assume you haven't seen Causeway. Um, I've not seen Causeway, no. So you think uh, K. Hui Kwan is the uh, the prohibitive uh, favorite? Does that sound correct?
3: Um, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, he, he really does a bang up job playing her husband slash, uh, protector, um, yeah, a protector like multidimensional, multidimensional protector, um, cause he kind of walks her through how to access the multiverse. But, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I think he's awesome in the movie. Uh, I think he, he probably does a better job than Brendan Gleeson. Brendan Gleason's character is very mellow, very deadpan. Even when he says he's going to chop off his finger, he's like, if you talk to me again, I'm going to chop off my finger. He doesn't get out about it. He <laughs> was very matter-of-fact matter
1: about it,
3: yeah. Yeah, very matter-of-fact, yeah. Uh, uh, okay. I don't think Jeff Hirsch has a, has a chance in hell. He was in the movie for five <laughs> minutes. I was going to ask you, <laughs> what are the played? He plays uh, young the boy, who' supposed to be Spielberg. He's, he plays his uncle, okay. his great uncle, and he, he goes, comes oh, for a visit. played him great.: <laughs> Yeah, he played him great, obviously. I did not I mean, he's in the movie for five minutes. He, he comes for a visit and then he leaves and he's gone for the rest of the movie. So um, I don't uh, know he, what comp- he does a great job.:
1: Right. I was trying to figure out an MVP comp for that. I can't. I'm blanking. Uh, that the year that Kirk Gibson won MVP, was he active for maybe two or three months, and he some or he got traded mid season and found found his way to the MVP. I guess that's the uh, that, that's the only comp I can think of for that. So best supporting actress. Um, surprised to see a, a Black Panther for uh, for. Uh, for the lead, as far as the betting odds, but Angela Bassett is the favorite at plus one thirty-five, but it's very close. There's two different actresses behind. I don't think I've seen this before. Uh, three are very close together at the top for Best Supporting Actress: uh, Carrie Condon in The Banshees of Inisherin is plus one seventy-five, and then Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once is also plus one seventy-five. So those three are really grouped tightly together. Um Stephanie Su is also nominated uh from everything everywhere everywhere all at once but she's plus 3400 along with Hong Chao uh for the whale. Um did you did you get to see uh Black Panther Wakanda Forever? Yes, I did. Of course I did.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Um, um so you have an opinion on four of, uh, of these performances. Did I assume you did not see the whale? I'm not I talked about that you didn't you didn't see him so uh, so out of those four um, uh...
3: this, this, this category is going to break my heart because two of my favorite actresses are Angela Bassett and Jamie Lee Curtis yeah, and too. and I want to say neither of them have won Oscars to my knowledge, actually I know Angela has it. I don't think Jamie Lee has ever won an Oscar um, so I'm almost inclined to say "Hong chow for the whale," just so that I accept the fact that my heart's been broken.
0: Because
3: <laughs> if Angela gets it, it's going to break my heart. Jamie doesn't. If Jamie gets it, if Jamie gets it, it's going to break my heart, but Angela didn't. So I almost want neither of them to get it, so I could just say, you know, they didn't have a chance, but anyway, um, I'm going to have to give it to uh, damn. I really don't know what to say here. I really don't. I have to mark that I'm, as incomplete. I'm, I'm not counting your pick
1: for for Hong Chau. You didn't even see the performance. I'm not even counting that. No, no,
3: no. I haven't. Yeah, that's true.
1: <laughs> so, so I'm we'll inclined to say Angela in. Bassett. Okay. Um, and then best director. Uh, everything. Every. Everywhere All at Once, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert are big favorites, minus 1,800 over Spielberg uh, at plus 850. Uh, Todd Field for Tar plus 2,900. Martin McDonough for Banshees of Inisherin, 3,500. And Ruben Oslin for Triangle of Sadness is plus 6,500. Uh, your, your thoughts on the big favorite, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once for Best
2: Director. Is that right?
1: They're the favorite. Yeah. Oh yeah, minus eighteen hundred for that one.
3: Wow. Okay. I mean I'm fine with that. I'd be fine with that or Triangle of Canvas. Uh, that's that's where I'm at. I
1: I'm stunned that Spielberg isn't uh the, the favorite there. The the movie about his life story, uh, I would have thought that would have
3: been at the top, but I suppose not. Uh you know, if, so, if everything everywhere all at once wasn't there and it was just those four, then I'd say give it to Spielberg, but um yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I give it to the two Daniels as they're called.
1: Um and then of course they're going to give uh, best visual effects to Avatar. I just uh, we usually don't talk about that, but I just bring it up because uh oh, minus Oh, I thought they were going
2: to give it to women talking. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, that's gonna get uh, best uh, uh, audio for sure. Because <laughs> it's just women talking. <laughs> best
2: screenplay is that? A, is, that's uh, got to be that. That feels very screenplay type.
1: Uh, uh, you you nailed it. Minus one seventy favorite women oh, talking. Best it adapted screenplay.
3: <laughs> it, it does. Um, Can you imagine if Ricky Gervais was hosting? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That would be hilarious.
3: Um, Will
1: Smith wouldn't be storming the stage. I'll tell you that. That, that would not be happening. Um, but wait, I, I mentioned Will Smith. I shouldn't. I shouldn't do that. I'm Keep
0: sorry. my wife's name out your fucking mouth.
1: I, I didn't mention oh her God. name. I didn't even. I'm sorry. I didn't even. I didn't even go there, Will. Don't don't punch me. <laughs> So any other uh, thoughts on the uh, other awards uh, that are up for the Oscars? I don't, I, I don't know if we usually talk about uh, screenplays or not, but uh, Jay actually nailed one right off right off the bat there. Women Talking is actually the favorite for, uh, for Best Adapted Screenplay. Um, and Everything, Everywhere, All at Once is the
3: favorite for Best Original Screenplay. I think knowing what I know about those two films, that's perfectly placed. Yeah
0: okay
1: i
3: thought women talking was i know i knew it was about a book because they credit the book in the credits but yeah um i think that's phenomenal
1: um and i'm looking at the uh
3: li- the the list of uh
1: adaptive screenplay and it's and i'm seeing uh glass onion the knives out mystery is, is actually nominated um uh, plus 2300 did you did you see that i'm only asking about that because it's got a lot of talk uh, you know, around social media circles and stuff. Uh, apparently, it was a very good movie. I have not seen it yet.
2: I, yeah, I do want to
3: see it. Um, yeah, how is it, Jason? It's okay. <laughs> right.
2: it's, 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 it wants you to think it's smarter than it is.
3: Huh. Okay.
2: If that makes sense. I, I don't know if that's a ringing endorsement because um, that's kind of a backhanded compliment, but... It works it's very kind hard. Of every make, movie. Yeah, but this you know this one that's the catch of the movie because it's a mystery, and mm. it really it really does make you um, it, it tries it, it tries too hard. I would say.
1: Oh. Well, maybe that's why it's not nominated for anything else other than that.
2: Other than yes, other than writing,
1: <laughs> not acting, not directing, not producing. <laughs> Uh, But but just the writing. All right. Um, We have held you long enough, Dave. uh, Like you said, you're battling through a cold, so I appreciate you fighting through that, watching the movies a little earlier than normal and getting to this show a week early. Uh, Again, for those of you confused, the Oscars are not anytime soon. It's next Sunday, but I won't be here, so that's why we're doing the show as early uh, as we are. And we always, always, always appreciate Dave, the movie expert, going through the work, going through the movies watching the movies that we're not going to watch and and giving us his expert opinions on the Oscars. Uh, so Dave, thank you again, very, very much.
3: Thank you for having me. All right.
2: so thank you.
3: Yeah. All right. Dave, the movie
1: expert, once again, joining us and giving us his opinions on the Oscars. So yeah. Uh, had to get this show in when we did because uh, I will not be around starting Wednesday, so that's why we're doing this so early. And then the uh, March badness situation is such that uh, I won't be around for that either. This 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 trip just happened to be perfectly oh. placed uh, in the in the perfect wrong time as far as our uh, podcast okay. goes. Uh, because next week, uh, when the Oscars are going on, like two seconds before they go on the air, is when the uh, the brackets will drop. Um, so that's when March badness will be starting up. So uh, we would be doing a show in between that time. And when the tournament starts on Thursday, we would normally get a show in to give our brackets. The problem is I won't be back in town until uh, Wednesday night. So, uh, Oh wow. And- so
2: we'll just have to uh, post our brackets or do a, um, you know, or do a, some kind of a show mid tournament. Um, yeah, that's
1: the only uh, choices, yeah. uh that but I'm assuming I can you'll see. I'm assuming
2: you're still going to do a bracket.
1: Yeah, it's just be uh delayed cuz I'm not going to be back in town till the to that Wednesday. Right.
2: So yeah, um, Right. Yeah, but I'll get
1: it in sometime between uh yeah, Wednesday night and Thursday morning. Okay. Um,
2: but i I'll I'll make sure uh, you know, I I do one bracket, I don't I don't, I don't do the 8 bracket thing. So <laughs> I'll make no, sure uh, uh that I get you uh, I'll make sure that I get you my uh, my bracket or, or you get me yours or, you know, we'll, we'll yeah, at you... least have a bracket. This is the only yeah, thing you... I can beat you at anymore.
1: <laughs> uh, you you definitely whooped my ass last year. Uh, did you win the year before too?
2: I, I did. Yeah. I, I'm going to, you know, win. <laughs> I think these bother you. I know that. That's why I love beating you. <laughs> with these. I watch no college basketball.
1: Uh, it bothered me so much that i barely uh watched I, I well i i should take i didn't take any notes while watching college ah. basketball this season i i still yeah. watch but i was basically right. watching to, to sort of to to bet more than uh than to take any notes on them but yeah i all these voluminous notes and breaking down all the top 25 teams and keeping a, a excel chart of which teams have i not watched yet i have to watch su- uh, southern mississippi i haven't watched them yet i have to get at least one game of southern mississippi And making sure I watched all the teams, I could have an opinion on each and every team, and then just completely liquidate myself in the first two days of the tournament. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I didn't take any notes this year.
2: Uh, That's if you can't beat them, join them.
1: Yeah, going through all this shit, and then you just kick my ass. No, fuck this. So no, I didn't bother taking. I I meant to, but I just you know got to the point where I was you know doing other stuff and and getting you know I got a you know college class, like I'm saying and and. All the you know all the notes and stuff that I still do for football and keeping up with all of that, um, I just didn't have a time, so it, that fell yeah. by the wayside. Oh, so I, I
2: hear yeah. you. I'm there.
1: So it's probably a, a, a great thing that we won't do a, a March Madness show because neither one of us have any notes for for March Madness this year. <laughs> so that, that would have really been an oh. interesting show. Yeah, I like them nah, just because I don't know. Well, um, wait,
2: a that's what I do.
1: Yeah. I would have thrown in a, an occasional well, I think I made some money off of them this, this past season. Yeah. So.
2: I, I pull you know, and I usually will look at the stats and I'll look at the matchups and you know, I've got my strategy for the way I will play early rounds versus later rounds or try to strategize for upsets and stuff. So I I, I do have a, a roadmap that I use and it's it's worked for me the last couple of years.
1: Yeah, I gotta change my roadmap. Mine usually <laughs> revolved around which team had the most you know nba ready looking guys and that those teams usually don't make it very far cuz they get upset by some other team that doesn't have a whole bunch of nba ready players but they have enough uh guys that know how to work together and beat right. the other team just that's all you got to do is win the game you don't have to look spectacular doing it you just have to find a way to win and uh a lot of these nba teams you know they i'm, I'm looking at the top team in the country now i think is either Alabama or Houston and they got some uh really bulked up NBA looking dudes and they're ripe for the picking because they might get
2: I've, some I yeah I've I've been on Houston the last uh couple of seasons and uh they they've let me down.
1: Yeah. They run into some Northwestern-type team that's just grindy and scrappy, and they just know how to win. They
2: know how to play together. That passes and hits free throws Uh and plays defense. Yeah.
1: That boring shit, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's what wins these these tournaments, you know. It is. It's hard when you're, you know, you might have that one guy who's clearly going pro, and he he carried you into the – through the regular season, but it's hard to beat a team that five guys playing together when you're just one dude. I mean, then you're just LeBron in Cleveland the first time.
1: (laughs) And then one dude gets two fouls in the first three minutes of the game. And now you're just screwed. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) There it is. Our uh, big March badness breakdown. We just gave it to you right there. Um, But yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have a bracket. I don't, uh, the the problem is if you don't follow us on our socials, you're not going to know anything about our bracket because we haven't made it yet. We don't know where we're hosting it. We don't know if it's going to be Yahoo, ESPN, wherever. Um, and, and even if we do uh, make them, we probably are going to forget to post them on our socials anyway. But uh, but that's the only way you're going to be able to find. You're not going to find a, a podcast for the uh, for the March Madness because I will not be around for that. So uh that one will uh, go by the wayside this year unfortunately uh but again i wouldn't have had much to, to offer cuz i haven't been taking too many notes uh so yeah this is uh the the last uh, for us until i get back from uh from colombia i'm going to uh south america my wife and i um so wow. we'll have a we, This won't be a cruise review it's not a cruise we're, we're going to a resort and it, it might be a uh, airport review cuz
2: we have to got to get some coffee go see juan valdez
1: right. I'm uh, going to do a lot of flying, got to fly to Miami the day before, and then we got to fly to Columbia after that and fly back and then all that. So uh, a lot of, a lot of airport running we'll be doing. Yeah, uh, don't, yeah uh, be...
2: don't get mixed up with the cartel.
1: <laughs> that, that is everybody's first comment when they, when I tell them I'm going to Columbia. Ooh, it's dangerous over there, isn't it? Aren't they, uh, aren't they doing a lot of, uh, drug trafficking and whatnot well I, they might be but i'm not participating in that so i don't know anything about you didn't
2: it. you didn't you didn't pay for that tour
1: uh, no we were going on a couple what? of tours that that's not one of them i don't
2: think oh okay
1: i have to double check but i believe we're uh going into town to uh visit one of the uh the last slavery colonies uh in south america and uh, uh the next like uh,
2: ongoing
1: no like oh, you know, the okay. one, one of the last ones before the whole thing broke down, finally. Was there
2: still slavery in yeah. parts of the world?
1: Uh, the, the, the major one, the, the big one, the one that we all uh, know about ah, and, and, okay. uh, and, and the country was partially built on. Uh, but it, that's one day. The next day is uh, like, uh, more like the, the local you know, foods. and
2: What uh, yeah. uh, about the water?
1: landmarks and stuff like that my wife already war- uh, warned me about that too yeah we'll, we'll, we will not be drinking the tap water
2: yes you don't, um, you don't need uh you know any any revenge or any brain-eating parasites or, or anything like that
1: that was always a fear uh going to mexico i remember um, yeah and then we and then we went to cancun and stayed at two different resorts and i don't remember having any issues uh as far as you know it's- uh
2: The way this country's going, they've probably got safer water in Mexico. Well,
1: we're certainly not going to Flint, Michigan anytime soon, that's for sure. (laughs)
2: Yeah, going to Flint, Uh Michigan or that place in uh, Ohio.
1: (laughs) Oh, with the chemical, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a a problem. That's that's lawsuits uh, waiting to happen. There's lawyers all over waiting for that one. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't remember having any issues in Mexico. Whatever water so we drank isn't... was was filtered nicely, I suppose. Right,
2: but this isn't a cruise then. This is a straight vacation. Like you're flying there.
1: We're flying to Columbia from Miami. Uh, we're staying at a very nice resort in a gated community, and uh,
2: mm. hopefully everything
1: will be safe. Um, so I did what, prompted, get out...
2: what prompted this? Is this all part of the the
1: wife? She may have won oh. this particular vacation uh, doing okay. some sort of contest or, or something. Okay.
2: What they didn't tell um, her is that this was 19th place.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you win a trip to Colombia that you have to pay for your own travel to get there, which is not very cheap. Uh, but oh, no, it's, it, it's going to be you very...
2: Might. Hey, you know, you're you're more adventuresome than I am. You'll have been places... I've never been off this continent. I've barely ever been out of this country. So, hey, good for you.
1: Yeah, and and you know you you got the the family life with the kids and uh, that, I, that I wish I had. So, you know, we're 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 both sort of doing things that the other one uh, is watching from afar.
2: Uh, hey I'll drop them off next time we're through.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: that, that's that's
1: that's a favorite joke of everyone who has kids too.
2: Yeah, you want them? Yeah, no, <laughs> like I'd say forever. Like, um, I mean, you know, yeah. cute factor one uh, just turned eleven.
1: Yeah, and uh,
2: you know we measure. You know she gets the mark, and she's five foot three, at eleven. At eleven.
1: I mean, she's your daughter. What What did you think was going to happen? I'm
2: just. I know I'm tall, but yeah, she 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 could just slow down just a little (laughs) bit. (laughs) That's
1: not how it works. You know, that's not how it works.
2: Yeah, it's you know, it's just crazy seeing her be so big.
1: Uh, your, the cute factor two is going to be right behind her uh, very shortly. I, I can already imagine him uh, lining up at right tackle uh, when he when he gets to high school.
0: Yeah,
2: well, he's playing uh, he's playing baseball again this summer. He wants to pitch because this is finally kid pitch versus coach pitch, and he's he's excited to you know get in there and and get to work. I'm like, hey, good for you, kid.
1: Okay, uh, so instead of uh, right tackle, he's going to be uh, the the next Kyle Schwarber. He's going to be the, the smasher. He
2: was he was down here in the basement here day with me throwing the ball and practicing a little bit, and uh, he's got a little move. He's got movement. I'll give him that.
0: Okay, That's he's good. got some
2: movement on those. So I was like, yeah, I was, I was like, oh, man, what was that doing? <laughs> All right. I don't think they let you do that. And... <laughs> The league you're in, I think they're pretty much just—you know—you just, you know, you just got to throw as hard as you can. Just throw the heaters, you know. They don't want these kids trying to throw, you know, breaking balls and blow right. their arms out at eight years old. Eight years old, but he's got some—he's got some natural break.
1: <laughs> yeah, you don't have to to blow your arm out. All you need is one person to teach you how to to cut that ball with the with a little little blade right. and get a little. Oh, a little, oh okay. little little notch right there. You'd be no, surprised gotta, how much. The,
2: gotta all you gotta do is just learn, just be like Maddox and just learn that two seamer. That's all you gotta do.
1: Well, the, the, the game's different now. You can't just go six inches off the plate and keep getting it called to strike. First of all, uh, <laughs> the, 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 as much as we kill the ump, they're better than they were. Uh, that's one. But two, they're gonna be gone very soon. They're, they're getting the robots in there. Uh, we're getting there, aren't we? Very, it, yeah.
2: finally it's finally gonna happen. Did you see? It's, that that umpless inning in the game.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> the other team wanted to keep playing, uh, the, yeah. and, and the umps were like, "Well, the game's over because the home team's yeah. leading, and it's the bottom of the ninth." And the, the other teams wanted to keep they, going to just to uh, get some work <laughs> in. And the umps said, "Okay,
2: and they, we're out." And they played it, and it, they played it clean.
1: And the catcher called their own balls and strikes, and, yeah. and everything was fine.
2: And they played it clean. It was like, wow, <laughs> this is amazing.
1: As we've alwe- as as we've always known, you don't really need the damn umpires.
2: Uh, no, we have all the t- – especially we're for football or for baseball, uh, I, I, that's the only good thing that I am hearing uh, about the XFL is that their uh, replay system t- has actually been a uh, like a revelation. Oh, it's better than the NFL? Yeah, because it's all, like, instantaneous, and act- you actually get to hear um, the replay guy.
1: Oh, the conversation? Yes. We actually figure out what the reasoning is behind this shit.
2: Right. And it's quick. And I think they actually have a challenge system, like I have called for, where each team gets one challenge, where you can challenge anything you want.
0: Ah.
2: Like, if you thought, you know, you thought there was something bogus, no matter what, if it's on replay, you you can challenge anything you want to get one of those per game. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just clapping. I'm like, it's it's about damn time because how much stuff that's game altering gets yep. missed for for stuff just like that. I, mean, I always talk about face masks. Um, mm-hmm. That's you know that's my the hill I'm gonna die on. And how many you know season altering face mask penalties we've had for teams um, in playoff games and Super Bowls and you know like the citing factors in games these, these things don't get called. It's like, hey, if you had that opportunity to throw that. It'd be amazing how many different outcomes we could have had uh, over these years just for just for that one call.
1: Sure. Well, uh, what you're describing I haven't watched any of the XFL, but what you're describing of a process that values speed and transparency and accuracy. you will never see that. You will no, never see that, see that in the NFL. In the
2: NFL no. almost thrives on the debate and and the, the controversy.
1: There's that. There's like definitely it. that. Um, there, there's also uh, just keep the games going as long as you can get more ad revenue. So there's that part as well. Sure. Um, and the transparency is just no, they, they just don't, they don't want you to know the inner workings of anything. They they want everything to be insular and uh, they want uh, that, that's part of the controversy too, is to keep people talking and, the debate going on Monday morning, and keep you know scream people like Screaming A Smith, uh, keep them talking about your your product, and keep it in the news. But just I think it's more so they just don't want anyone as part of their world. They just don't want anyone uh, knowing as much about the inside. Because um, if you get you start getting some of those inside conversations, then you start uh, understanding why someone like Dan Snyder is still in power. And every time sure. a controversy comes up,
0: you That's the next guy. thing
1: you hear, uh, oh. Uh, The next thing you hear is, oh, the NFL had a chance to investigate it and and chose not to. Right. And there's a a reason for that. (laughs) Uh, Snyder tried to tell you he's got everyone in his pocket, even Roger Goodell. He's got dirt on everybody. They don't want you to know how dirty it really is. And really, we don't want to know as a fan base. If we knew how dirty it really was, some of us probably wouldn't come back. But but it's it's pretty dirty.
2: That's a good bet, but I think, we, I think we kind of, we know. We, we kind of know, right? Yeah,
1: we, we kind of know. We, we don't know, but we, we kind of know.
2: Yeah, I mean, we don't have the details, but we still kind of know. So, yeah, I'm excited. I get to wake up in the morning and shovel uh, six to eight inches of snow. That's just starting oh, up as we speak. Yeah, we've gotten hammered here this last three, four. We had one, was it last week? Or the week before, I think it was—I I can't even tell anymore. These just, just blend together. It was two weeks ago where we ended up getting almost damn near twenty inches over two days. Oh my god! So yeah, yay! So I get to <laughs> so I get uh, seven hours. I get to get up and do that. Yeah, I've been
1: watching on the, you know, I've been watching how terrible the weather's been in, in up there and in, in other northern parts of the country. Uh, Chicago's been getting killed. Everyone's been getting yep. killed.
2: Yeah, we're just in yeah. that pattern right now. We were missing them for most of the winter. They were going south of us, and they kept, they were hitting Chicago and Milwaukee, and now the seasons are starting to want to fight with each other, and that's starting to push north. And it's, and now, it's now we're right in it now.
1: Uh, and, and we get a little bit of that here in Memphis just because, uh, from going from 30 degrees to 70 to 30 to oh, 70. So man. I, we went out so shopping
2: today and I didn't wear a jacket. It was 40 degrees. <laughs> it was just, it was glorious.
1: Uh, I can imagine up there that, that is uh, very glorious, um, down, I, I've never experienced this particular winter like this, where the, the temperature just kept swinging 40 degrees in a matter of two days, and it kept doing it. Like every six days, it would go from 70 to the, back to 30 for the lows. Back, uh, and and every Wednesday night that I drive out to this bowling league, which is 30 minutes away from my house. Um, it, driving rain every Wednesday, every damn Wednesday. I get up in there and I'm soaking wet and I go, Hey guys, it's Wednesday. It must be raining. I, I don't know why, but it just <laughs> loves, it loves to rain every Wednesday. Um, it, It's going to, it's like, it was like 60, 70 degrees here today. It's going to be back down in the forties and thirties uh, by next weekend. Uh, when, but we'll be out of town for that but it's i think that weather is why my back is so jacked up my back is really bad like there's a muscle in my back that is just killing me it felt like someone stabbed me when i woke up thursday morning um and i knew it was bad because i happened to have a massage scheduled that day so i'm thinking well this is the perfect time to get a bad back because i'm going to get a massage and the massage didn't help like she's really working that thing and grinding and got her elbows in there and everything and it felt fine while I was laying down there, and as soon as I got up, it was hurting again. I was like, "Oh damn!" So, so this is this is the this is a pretty bad one. I've never felt the pain quite this severe in that muscle. Uh, by late Friday, I started getting some numbness in my left oh. hand, so it's getting on a nerve or pinching a nerve or something oh. like that, and, and it, that hasn't gone away. That hasn't gotten any better, I, and I don't know. I'm I'm kind of scared that this is still going to be an issue by the time we leave uh, for this trip on Wednesday. Uh, so I, I might be, uh, incapacitated for this whole thing. Um, and, and it sucks. This, this thing is, is I, I, I can't remember feeling a, a pain quite this sharp. And, and the worst part is I don't know exactly where it came from. Cause I bowled Wednesday night. I didn't hurt my back Wednesday night. I felt perfectly fine when I got home. I was actually yes. thinking to myself how great I felt for the fact that I just finished bowling. And then I woke up Thursday morning. I was like, "Oh God, what happened?" So, <laughs>
2: this is what this is. This is we're getting. No, this is the getting old podcast. Yeah. now. So
1: yes, it is. <laughs>
2: you know, we restarted this thing when we were in our late thirties, and here we are, late forties uh, now, and yeah. it's, it's a lot 50. different.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's how it is. That's what you got to look forward to, kids. So, it is what it is. I guess. Um, so I don't know what else yet. Yeah. Like I said, baseball, uh, spring training, the thing that stood out most to me is those bases look like pizza boxes. They look ridiculous. I don't know what the motivation. I haven't haven't watched,
2: so I haven't watched much, but you'd think I'd be like neck, you know, like neck deep in, in stats and position battles. But this whole thing with WBC stuff, just like, you know, and everybody's, this is like the pro bowl. Everybody's busting their ass not to play in this thing. Um, (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, Vlad Junior. Tyler bounce. Huntley
2: could play in the WBC. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He'd be, be a, a pro bowler. He'd be a, the All Star of the WBC. Tyler Huntley needs pro bowler. Uh, that's right. There's two touchdown passes. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: the other thing I've noticed is some of these pitchers are trying to game the system. Like Max Scherzer was. Oh yeah, purposely beautiful. Purposely trying to. to yeah. Work with that pitch clock and, and go right down to the last possible moment and see what yep. he can get away with, what he can't get away with. Uh, there's another time where hey, he good just stood him. there.
2: Good for him. These guys, should all be figuring that out. You're right. He got
1: there in the you know in in position, got into the stretch, but like 15 seconds to go on the pitch clock, he just stood there and made the batter just sweat. They just stood there, just kept looking at him, just stared him down. It's like yeah, and of course, by the time you throw a pitch at that point, the batter is just completely frozen out. Yep. And and there's, and I so I'm not sure is there is there still stepping out? Can you not do that anymore? I think or? the batter
2: the batter can call one time out. Okay. Uh, that
1: yeah, I'm not, I'm not familiar with uh with all of the the rule changes it's and dumb. whatnot. It's
2: dumb. <laughs> the shift is dumb. It's all dumb.
1: The shift is dumb. Somebody uh is, well, the banning, is countering the
2: not the shift. The shift isn't dumb. The banning, the
1: banning the of the shift is dumb. is dumb. Uh but somebody is counter, countering that by bringing in a third one of the uh, the three outfielders and bringing them yeah. in as the uh not we the, say the,
2: this was going to happen?
1: Yeah. the backup almost second guaranteeing or whatever. You
2: and I had this discussion. We were like, "Well, we'll just bring, you know, you're mm-hmm. just going to play two outfielders then."
1: Yeah, they they're going to have to ban the outfield shift soon, I'm sure.
2: I must and, play. All, I, all I know is you have a pitcher and a catcher, and seven other guys that should be able to play. I, I would even go so far as to say, you can have a catcher, a pitcher, and your first baseman. Your first baseman should be in position. It is logical for, for the game of baseball that the first baseman needs to be playing first base, or at least be you know. It doesn't make sense if he can't get to the bag. But those other six guys, put them wherever the hell you want. Put them on the warning okay. track. I don't care. I, I
1: concur. I, we, we've talked about it many, many times. It's the manager's job to put the guys in position to where they're most likely to get outs because you right. get outs, and that's how you keep your job. Is and your, if you know you
2: know where the other guy is going to hit it and you can't put somebody there, uh,
1: you, then it's, it's not baseball. It's, it's a skills competition.
2: No. Yes. So I don't like it. I don't like a lot of the stuff. The pitch clock, meh whatever i saw a guy there was a thing on twitter i was scrolling through and saw a a highlight of a guy get struck out in less than 20 seconds (laughs) right (laughs) it was just catch throw catch throw catch throw you're out
1: sit down no no stepping out and breaking the momentum now it's just uh, like you said to get one time out i guess but yeah if you're ready to go and the pitcher's ready to go then let's go i guess that's the whole point is to speed things up and and the 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 times have been been much faster
2: I've got no problem with that two and a half to three hour baseball game. That that's I think a sweet spot for baseball, but I have a you know the the five and a half hour Yankees Red Sox <laughs> Thursday night you know, or Sunday night games on ESPN, that I have a problem with.
1: That in four to three.
2: <laughs> right. All that
1: time just because they're running up the pitch counts and getting into the bullpens and, and strategically stringing things along. Yeah. That, that is, yeah. uh, that's or the no or
2: the, the, you know, or the Craig council rule, you know, with the with Wade Miley rule, <laughs> you know, I mean, I get that. And then the mound visits and the Dave Roberts, you know, with, with him and, you know, God, you know, you needed nine pitchers to get through this game, a two to one game. You needed nine pitchers. Yeah. So I get some of that stuff. And then there's all that other stuff. I'm just like, you know, I want the robot ump, but the rest of it, uh, no. I, I was even fine with pitchers hitting.
1: So, there you go. Dude. I, I guess that's uh, a sign of some success uh, because some rules we agree with and some we don't. So, um, right.
2: you're
1: not going to please everybody.
2: <sighs> so, yeah, I'm I'm ready to call it. Um, usually. Takes me a little bit to wind down from the show and get to bed and try to get a few hours of sleep and get up and shovel with the kids because my wife is incapacitated at the moment, so mm. we're we're down a down a person tomorrow for uh, for this snowstorm, so that'll be fun.
1: Uh, and I'm and I'm down uh, a person here because my wife is still over at uh, at, her, at her uncle's house. The person who usually stays there, car trouble, so she's not oh, going to be back okay. until tomorrow. Okay, so, I'm, so me and Colin my back here, is, is here. Yeah, uh, this is not going to be fun. Uh, going on a trip uh, out of the country and and my back is completely jacked up, so
2: well, not looking forward why not to be it. So bad.
1: Can only hope. You,
2: you've got a few days to get some some rest and relaxation. Uh,
1: in which I have to work.
2: <laughs> yes,
1: I'm trying to think what our next show is going to
2: be. Um, I'm guessing sometime after you get back. Obviously.
1: Um, I I don't know when WrestleMania is. I think it might be around the same time as the baseball season starting. So all all of that might run together too. Uh, Right. So we're probably
2: looking at, well, we know our next one for like the latest one we would do would be baseball preview.
1: So baseball, well, yeah, usually it would be the latest, but baseball is going to start. What the weekend? Uh, the week uh, of April first, or uh, I weekend?
2: think the first game is March thirtieth.
1: Okay, so then, we have to do a so we'll have to do a baseball preview of like that weekend, maybe.
2: Yeah, either the either that Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday leading up to baseball season.
1: So WrestleMania is is April the first, uh, Saturday, April first.
2: Oh, that's a great day in sports.
1: That's right. So that means the Monday before that for the, the Go Home Raw would be oh wow. the WrestleMania show. So the, the, the baseball and the WrestleMania is going to run together. We'll, we'll be doing baseball maybe that one weekend. Of
2: those, and, it could be one of those rare times of the year where we end up doing two shows in, in three nights.
1: Right, or even back-to-back
2: maybe. Or back-to-back if we end up doing a Monday and a Tuesday.
1: Or Sunday and a Monday. Correct. So that, that's when our next shows will be, uh, whenever uh, we get it all figured out, somewhere in that vicinity of the uh, weekend of the uh, of March the 25th. Uh, that was
2: the 25th of Saturday, yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. So 25th, 26th, 27th, somewhere around there will be our baseball preview and also – uh, aiming for Monday, uh, the twenty seventh, for the Go Home Raw before WrestleMania, with Jerry, uh, the wrestling expert, if he will come on and do that with us once again. Then, after all that, we get ready to uh, get out of town and go up to Chicago and actually have the baseball draft uh, with our our new commissioner, uh, Mister Beals. Yeah. So
2: yeah, and 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 sounds like a, a new team.
1: Yep, and a new team uh, joining along. Chico's bail bonds.
2: <laughs> I love. I, I don't know, but I love new teams. <laughs>
1: oh, I know you love new teams. You you love that fresh fish. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's oh. what's on the horizon for us uh, coming up. Uh, so, I, of course, I'll be uh, relaying my adventures in Colombia, drinking all the Colombian coffee and. Uh, hopefully it won't be too torturous with this this back thing. I'm really worried about this back thing. I've never had it where I got fingers going numb, so that's what uh, got me worried about. It's like,
2: oh, I don't know. God. I don't know I, do I get that. Things. I get that in my left arm a lot because I broke my arm many years ago, and um, I still get pain and tingling, and that never never quite has been right. I, I, yeah, I, that that was what twenty twenty five when that I did that. So it's been. It still hurts. What happens <sighs> when you mess up your nerves and shit, man?
1: Yeah. But I I never messed up my nerves before like that. I've never had this. Uh, this has got me worried. Uh, but we'll, we'll see how Don't it all worry. works out.
2: I won't be halfway through the uh, greatest day in sports. I won't be chopping my fingers off.
1: <laughs> oh, that that's good. I, I will uh, I will also refrain from chopping my fingers off. Uh That's quite the concept. (laughs) Stop being my friend, and if you talk to me again, I'm gonna chop my own fingers off. I'll chop someone else's fingers off for coming at me, but I won't chop my own off. That doesn't quite. And not uh... only that,
2: I'm gonna write a movie
1: about that shit.
2: (laughs) Okay. Whatever works. Uh, Hopefully,
1: hopefully that's not autobiographical. All
0: right.
1: uh, (laughs) I think we're definitely about done now. Yeah. all right, uh, looking forward to, again, the weekend of March 25th, somewhere in that vicinity of baseball preview and also WrestleMania preview, and then getting ready to go out of town to Chicago for the baseball draft. So all of that coming up in the near future. Until then, he is Jay. I am Dre. This has been Kings of Non-Sequitur, the off-season version of a much less detailed the podcast. This has been our Oscars preview show with Dave, the movie expert. Very glad he was able to come on for us. Um, And again, we will be back at the end of March sometime, and we will talk to you then.